To the Pointless Podcast with Ola Onabale. Hey, Ola, how are you? Hello, hi, Max. Rueful yet optimistic, artistic yet entrepreneurial. Does that statement resonate with you at all? Yeah, I fear for us because some of the stuff that is going on in the world today is the biggest dark philosophical phenomena that I've ever experienced. The essence of my childhood was in, in the 70s, which was a very, very happy decade, with some of the uh, more um, scary things that had happened to the world uh, ha- having well receded into the background by that point. So I have a happy disposition, which I think is typical of a lot of people of that era. So to see the world heading the way it is does make one feel a bit rueful. But at the same time, because I know that you know there's so much to us, I'm very, very hopeful and very optimistic and very certain that the darkness begets the light. It creates this need in people to struggle back to that good place. And we're going to make it. We're going to get there. It's going to be a bit of a fight. What is it Martin Luther King said that the arc of the world essentially bends towards good, even though it's long and hard? That's a central theme, I think, of some of the things I write about in the album. On Exit Wound, a parent is inundated with words of condolences after the tragic loss of their child. essentially what Exit Wound is about. It's exploring the other side of devastating, life-shattering trauma. What exists on the other side of that event? What good can the words that are spoken, mostly well-meaning thoughts and words, you know, what good can they do on this new parallel existence, this place that one finds that obviously must have always existed, but we always hope that none of us ever get an invitation to it, that we never ever stop over its threshold. A song that um, found me, the melody was there, the title Exit Wound was there, and I instinctively knew what it was I was writing about, even though it's a kind of ambiguous, elusive concept to describe. I wanted to know what exists in this world and, and who can be of any real use or assistance on the other side of uh, grief and trauma. The song questions whether these words were meant in all sincerity or are just platitudes. Exit Wounds are one of those songs that uh, required me to go a bit method, go a bit Stanislavski on myself. Uh, you know, and I watched lots of speeches by people who'd lost someone to violence and try to imagine 
what it must be like to hear all these platitudes people throw around when, you know, unfortunate things have happened. And in trying to kind of resolve that, this song, Exit Wound, and the notion of when a ballistic implement of some sort does its damage, the damage is done on the front, and there isn't much social, cultural lionizing or exploring of what's happened on the other side of this trauma. And I kind of use that as a metaphor to describe that infinitely more vast hinterland that people exist in after the traumatic incident. So the moment of violence is usually an instance, a second, and then people have to dwell in the world of the exit wound for the rest of their lives, 30, 40, 50 years. The song actually starts with a um, Ghanaian funeral chant that I got off a tape, so it's the wailing. They would normally employ professional mourners to come and wail at a funeral. So it kind of starts with that, and that sounds quite raucous. There's a similar thing in Irish tradition, is that you celebrate a birth and a death. There's an uplifting in the celebration rather than a mourning, a dirness, in the marking of a birth or a death. There's a similar thing in West Africa where you get drums and loud chanting singing. settles into a almost like a conventional soul jazz ballad. When you zoom in closer and you look at the detail, uh, you can actually hear that these are sounds of panic and fear about what lies beyond and so and so and so forth. So on the face of it, yes, I can imagine it sounding upbeat and elevated, but in truth, it's kind of a declaration of standing on the edge of the unknown and, and not knowing what happens from here on. Valand, we do something called uh, uriki or praise singing. And when someone dies, you know, you get these elaborate poems that describe the entire lineage rolled out in traditional ceremonies, not modern Christian or Muslim ones. And so they sound joyful, but the mere fact that you would only hear it when someone dies is the key to knowing how heavy and mournful an occasion it is. Thanks a lot for your time on this week's podcast. The pleasure's all mine. Thank you so much, Max.